I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. We're best friends and professional homosexuals. Who like nothing more than to discuss the culture over a bottle of wine. In our heads, we have all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. Pour yourself a glass every Wednesday. Cheers! Hi, it's Aureline from Spooky and Strange. And I'm here to remind you that this podcast contains mature language. So please, be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you have watched the show that we will be discussing, because there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's been out for a while, so get caught up already. <laughs> Enjoy! Anyway, okay, yeah, let's get into the... I know we're talking about dog poop. All right. You just recorded this. I just I thought know. that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever need like bloopers or you're like what happens when we're getting ready for an episode <laughs> that might be an extra thing i might still do that with the patreon like here's all the extra stuff from my, right before we started like five minutes just a <laughs> random collection of yeah dog poops and embarrassing things yeah that'd be great yeah Welcome back to the Rewatch Recap, everybody. It's me, Dustin, here with Orlean. Hello. Hello. A snowy hello. It is very, very snowy. It's very, very snowy everywhere. I think everybody's getting snow right now. (laughs) All over the country. It's crazy. If you don't realize this, we're recording this mid-January. So, yeah, it might still be snowy where you're at right now. We'll see. We'll see how this all pans out. There's no such thing as global warming. Anyway, um, we are back. For episode two of season two of The Magicians. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm glad. I just really want to keep watching ahead. I just, I really just <laughs> want to keep going. And I'm like, I need to stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you'll forget what you're thinking. Don't do it. Yeah, I really want to jump into it. But um, mm-hmm. it's okay. I've been rewatching Angel in the meantime. Oh, I haven't watched fine. it since it, I know. I hadn't watched it since it first aired. I only watched like a few episodes I, here and there. I don't there. think I've ever rewatched it. Yeah. Yeah. It's different now. I, I take it differently. Like it's it's coming sure. across in a new light. But anyway. Also, uh, I'll mention- he's such a broody baby. I love him. Oh, I know. I know. And I'm at the baby part, by the way. So. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I just got to that. I'm in season different three. Baby. So. Different baby. Different baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Follow me on Instagram at the Rewatch Recap, and I post things in the stories, especially about like things that I'm rewatching or things that I, you know, moments. You know, I share stuff like that all the time. So follow that. You'll 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 enjoy it. All the memes. So, all the TV memes. All the TV memes. And if you want some uh, really good, like weird, um, crazy horror sci-fi stuff, weird you should... book stuff. Yeah, or just not even just books. You talk about other stuff too. That's true. All kinds of stuff now. I cover make sure, anything. Yeah, and make sure you listen to Orlean's podcasts, which are spooky and strange, and Autopsy of a Horror Movie, uh, which she does with Brucker. And then you can also check her out on Instagram at Spooky Orlean. So she'll, all that stuff will be in the show notes. If I had like theme music, that's what would play when I enter a room. Exactly. <laughs> Every moment, every time, just any room, just going into the bathroom. Ooh, okay, I'm just, I'm in here by myself. Like, 
Anyway, so we're going to start this episode off. Orlean's going to be taking over for episode two, which is titled Hotel Spa Potions. That sounds amazing, actually. It sounds great. You're like, (laughs) what are they in for? Are they investigating a bubble bath? (laughs) Ooh, that would be so much fun. Like That would be so much fun. That's not what's going to happen I think the best part of that whole, like, phrase is hotel and spa. Potions, okay. I mean, potions sounds great. Like, It sounds better than, like, soup. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say it sounds better than, like, derma peel. So we went different directions there. Yeah, you went went to actual spa and I went, yeah. You went to soup. (laughs) That's what a potion is. It's essentially a, a, a magical soup. You know that famous hotel spa soup? (laughs) (laughs) Loves to eat the soup in the spa. (laughs) We are starting out with a different SP word in episode two. Space. Ooh. Because we open in space. The final frontier. Boom. Or for Quentin... A Wednesday these days. Seriously. It's a bunch of like <laughs> discs and stuff just hovering there in space. There are so many of these donut worlds. What are they all? We only see one, which is Fillory. But what are the others? There are so many. Yeah. It's weird. They're all just floating next to each other. But we don't know because we jump to Quentin and friends who are in the Netherlands. And of course, Quentin opens by saying, I don't get it. Why is Newman and Hood trying to kill us? And then, as if he casted them himself, they appear menacingly around the fountain. Like, shut up, Quentin. Never state the obvious in these situations because then it happens. Quentin is a slower learner than some of the others. Like Penny, who instantly lunges for the fountain and is like, good luck, fuckos, while Quentin, Margot, and Alice just stand there. I'm out. Bye. He literally is like, bye. But he doesn't go anywhere because we pan into Fogg, Dean Fogg, who's sitting in like a beautiful green park or something. And Mm -hmm. Penny, Quentin, Margo, and Alice appear in front of him. And he says, One thing first. You're alive. Dean Fogg. Dean Dean Fogg. Fogg. I'm so excited for Dean Fogg. We haven't seen him in forever. That's true. He just goes away for periods of time and then comes back. And we never get an explanation. He's just gone. For no He's reason. kind of the worst Dean. But anyway, yeah, he really says, is. you're alive. I'm surprised. And it seems as if maybe he, like, magic pulled them all there. It is uh, kind of convenient that they showed up right there. Well, also because spot. did they all jump through the fountain after Penny or did Dean Fogg just grab them all from time and space? Or was there like an intention thing about it? Like you have to have the intent of where you're going and they all agree to a spot? I don't know what's going on. But anyway, they don't explain Quentin it, but yeah. is reporting back from what they found at the end of the last episode, which was a Breakbill student workbook from 1893. Oh, yeah. In Fillory. Mm. And then we're like, how old is Breakbill's? Breakbills, I mean, it's a magical stuff, so you would think that it's probably kind of like a Hogwarts type situation where it's like centuries old, but it was like it's just changed a little bit throughout the years. It could be 50 years old. I don't know. 
It could be. You know what I mean? Like it could be like the US, whereas we assume that it's like France. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a weird metaphor, but it will make sense. Um anyway, Quentin says, we are not the first break bill students to get into Fillory or to assume the throne. And I instantly was like, oh my God, how many dumbass 24-year-olds have jumped into Fillory over just like the decades? I know. And you start finding out like there's been quite a few apparently. Like I weep for the people of Fillory. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, just having to deal with these dumbass arrogant magician kids. Yeah. Oh, they've had like one year of magic and they're like, I'm going to go rule a country, world, universe. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know. And that's what, know one thing I, I never get. It's, like, it's Fillory its own dimension is the entire fillery the dimension i'm like what's maybe or is it just you know what what are we explained here right so like no idea i feel like we've seen like a half of a percentage of fillery through our characters so far yeah mainly the woods but yeah yeah anyway penny is like hey everybody magic is dying (laughs) like quentin is talking about this like journal and Penny is like, we have to get to the wellspring so magic doesn't die. And Quentin right. is like, like unmoved. People. Quentin yeah. is unmoved. He's like, so I think this Brickbill student learned magic from a professor named Bigby. Who is he? And Fog is like, her. And we're all like, yeah, Quentin, her. Pronouns, pronouns matter, Quentin. Um, but that's all he says. And they're like, and there's a spell that's referenced in the book, but it's not in the book. And then Penny's hands go like chaos mode and starts punching like everyone around the circle. And he's like, duck. <laughs> he's like, duck. And they're like, what? And he's like, duck. And, so and like, Fog oh, is like, what's going on here? And Margo's <laughs> like, it's not really related to the A storyline. Like she literally says something that's like it's not really it's it's kind of it's only kind of partially related to what we're doing here. Okay, <laughs> it's a subplot. Um, and then we're in New York City, and we get like car horns and honks and the deep singing of a man in Julia's apartment because it's that fucking guy in Martin full Chatwin. musical theater mode. <laughs> oh my while god! Julia. Is trying to focus on drawing like magic sigils, and the beast is like, "No, fail! Eh, he's gonna know that one's you, loser." Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, sorry, that's the same one you did." Yeah, and he's gonna know. He's gonna know who this is. And he's just like, "You're an absolute savage, Julia." But he means it as a diss, like she's like primordial. sarcastically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like she she can't do it. She gets frustrated and she balls up her sigil and he is like nothing matters existence is nothing and everything is pointless <laughs> <laughs> he's such an asshole he's become like this the funny like bad guy that you kind of you love to hate he's at the same time asshole and he's like don't worry about your friends they're probably not even your friends anymore and they're gonna die soon and she's like what <laughs> and he's like what <laughs> She's like, did you put a curse on the castle? And he's like, did I? Asshole. <laughs> and then we flash to Fillory where Elliot and Fenn are being led into the throne room. And apparently it stinks. And everyone's like holding their noses. And he's like, we'll get rid of the dead rats. And then they find a body. I know. And it's like, oh. 
It wasn't dead rats. This seems bad. Um, But we zoom back to the beast going, oh, yes, maybe I did work up something since I couldn't retake the throne. And these students kept coming and coming. I may have put in uh, some kind of test or something. And you're just like, oh, no. Like, what What kind of test, man? What did you do to them? What's going to happen to them? Because you know something's going to happen. They're not going to outwit this. Um, well, but- something happens in the throne room, and it somehow makes them stay there, obviously, because they're died in there. So That's true. The previous ones died in there. Something happened. But he doesn't tell her what it's about, and she is like laser focused on the sigil. She's like, okay, whatever. We got to figure this out. And she threatens him because he's like, you know what we need to do is bring in some fresh young witch. And she's like, no, you're going to do exactly what I say. And if you don't, and she's like, look at the Leo blade. I'm going to stab you with it if you don't do what I say. And he's like, Mm. I'm not going to hurt you or your friends, and he goes back to singing, and then he jumps into the streets of New York City, and he's just singing away. This is an Ah! actual song, by the way. It's called (laughs) If Love Were All, and it's it's by Noel Coward, published in 1929, and written for the operetta Bittersweet. I am sure there's a deep reference here that we don't know. I think it's because it's old, 1929. He was from like the 20s or the 40s oh that's true that's probably what he was like hearing or yeah so it's like an old song he would hear but that's when we jump to the magician's opening quentin alice penny and margo our team back on earth try to go back to the physical cottage after all they've been through but it's not there Mm-mm. And Alice looks through a fancy hand spell and she's like, it's not invisible. It's just not. No. And no. we think it's nefarious until Margot goes, oh, shit. It's the end of the semester prank. I should have remembered. It was my idea. And Penny's like, I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Margot, you scamp. But... Margot goes to find the cottage um, while Elliot is having the castle throne room cleaned up and it's time for drinkies. Ooh, drinkies. What are we having? That's all I can think. He's like so unserious about this that he's like, oh my God, who made champagne? Oh my God. I want some too. I had mimosas earlier today. So I was like, mm. nice. And he's like, Felorian champagne. And it's awful. And they like spit it up. I know. I'm really. How bad was it? Was it? Yeah, really. I mean, was it even bubbly? How do you make it bubbly and carbonated in a place that doesn't have like? Well, he says he used the right spell, and then weirdly, Fen goes, "I'm your wife. I want to be obedient." And we assume that means she has something sassy to say, but she's not sure if she's allowed to say sassy things to him. Right. That's my reading anyway. And she's like, "I want to serve you and Fillory, but she's like a damn handmaid from my Handmaid's Tale." Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, look, I don't want to run a cult. If anyone can speak up, it's you. And she is like, there hasn't been a truly inspiring leader in so long. People barely remember. And he's like, hey, I'm trying to make champagne. 
And she's like, people are starving. <laughs> people are, come on, dude. Come on. Come on. Please and he's help like, us. We need help. Oh. This is a real country with real people in it. <laughs> yeah, Elliot. It's real. And then he's like, oh, we should probably get on that. And he's like, but what about magic? And she says, magic is the problem. Summing up the entire series in one sentence, as we I will know. see. She's like, she's the <laughs> smartest character right there instantly. He's like, Finn has solved the problem. It's right there. Magic is the problem. Uh, Boom. But- <laughs> that should have been the tagline for the series. Actually, that's a really good one. Um, but before we find out why, why is a magical world unable to use magic to eat, Margot found the fucking party. It's like a very frat party looking thing. There's like a beer funnel and everything. It's like very. Mm-hmm. And everybody oh. is like, if you look at it, doesn't it feel like every like our main characters are so much older than them now? Because they were just, just acting clothing, like this. Earlier. I know, but I think it's just the clothing and like how they do them because these are kids. I mean, they're not kids, but like they were just doing this like a month ago. Right. And now they look like worlds apart, like completely different. Yeah. Um, Margot shoves the physical cottage door open and you literally see people fall down. Like she shoves people out of the way so she can like stride in. <laughs> That's what happened. They open the door. That girl goes flying. <laughs> yes. And she goes, yep, we're alive. Deal. Okay. I don't think anybody's faced. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so funny. You know, like when you're at a party and someone thinks they're a big deal and you're like, who is that? Why are they talking? Right. What's their problem? It's like, like that. Because, like, everyone is looking, but everyone doesn't know who they are. Yeah. Because they're Cause they're like not actually group. important. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then we see, oh, my God, it's Josh. That fucking guy. That other fucking guy. And yeah. Penny goes, like, straight for him to attack him. But his hands betray him. And he can't, like, do anything. So he knees Josh in the balls instead. Because <laughs> magic isn't well, always the answer. <laughs> well, Josh ran out. You know, he's mad yeah. He abandoned them. He abandoned them. And then it turns out that Victoria abandoned him when they got back. So a random student brings drinks to Quentin and Alice and is like, "Is it true? Is Fillory real?" But we don't hear them answer. Instead, we hear Fog, who is saying Fillory is very real. To Professor Anne in his office. I still call her that. I Look, she's Professor Anne. And she's Sunderland, like, yeah. okay, and? Which is really rude in my opinion. Um, and he's like, our core group needs battle magic. And she's like, but battle magic was outlawed. I mean, I'm like, she is more appalled at that than like shocked that Fillory is, is real. real. I know. And that students were like going there. I know. Like, um, it turns out that Fog is the one who like outlawed it from break bills 38 years ago. And he said, as the fired professor was being escorted off campus, she said that, and then Professor Anne is like, why are you telling me this, Henry? And we're like, is this not interesting break bills lore, bitch? I want to <laughs> know what she said. You work there. Don't you want to know more about your office? Like, come on. Like. Listen to what Fog has to say. He's lived through this 38 times or something. I- Dude lost his sight. <laughs> Come on. He's got things to say. Like, do you have somewhere to be? What are you? Why are you like this? <laughs> um, but anyway, he says the professor, Bigby. It's Bigby. It's Bigby, the one from the book. Right? 
Big B. Must be. <laughs> Must be Big B. Big B, the professor, hinted that she hid battle magic spells all over the library and that they were going to need it someday. And I wrote, oh, we love a library weirdo. <laughs> oh, we do. We love them. We do. But before we get to the library mystery, this episode, we're just jumping all over the place. We're back at the party where Josh is icing his balls and apologizing to Quentin, Penny, Margot, and Alice. And he's like, I'm sorry. We're both sorry. But he doesn't even know where Victoria is. Mm-mm. She's just like doesn't somewhere even know if she's in on space. this world or another world. Yeah, she's right. traveling because she was just, a traveler. Yeah. She, and I mean, in fairness, wasn't she imprisoned for years? Maybe decades. That's right. The beast was. That's right. I forgot who she was. So, yeah. like, I kind of get it. And she's probably trying to keep away from the beast as well. You know what, though? Maybe she's just like, I don't like you anymore, Josh. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that would be fair. I mean. Um, you never know. Uh, Margot gives Penny a really amped up cocktail of, like, pills and booze and magic that might chill his hands and he just like instantly like faces it. Um and Josh is like, I missed you guys. And he's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> there that was his, like you said, he says it's like That's the everyone. Literally. Yeah. Uh and then we're back to Julia's apartment of magic and mystery. Where Julia's Ooh. pacing this like I got to think about how beautiful this apartment is and how I can't imagine she affords anything these days. Like she hasn't worked in so long and she has oh, no, no contact with totally anybody. Her family owns that place. That Yeah. They would have to. It's but the only way. Didn't she like escape from rehab? Why are they paying her rent? Anyway. Anyway. The beast no, I think pops she completed in. the rehab for sure and then she <clears throat> okay. just had the group afterwards and then. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So maybe her parents were like we don't need to contact you, see you, or visit you ever. We'll just keep uh, funding this apartment. Because yeah, it seems you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the beast pops in with a captured marina. Uh-oh. And he says, this one is sheer hellcat perfection. And I was like, wow, even a broken clock, huh? Because I agree. He had her in like one of those like Mexican wrestler masks. A luchador mask, yes. Yeah. That's what I I don't know. Marina looks real mad. Like real mad. And she is because as soon as she's free, she's like, what the fuck is going on here? What are you doing? Why shouldn't I just kill him? He's singing in the background and she's like, I'm going to just kill him. And Julia's like, no, you can't. (laughs) No, that's not a thing. Sorry. Because Reynard is targeting hedge witches. And Marina's Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, I get it. I'm your bait. I'm your bait. Hmm. And I, Julia sucked to be somebody's bait. Julia, who has like this infinitely flexible moral code, depending on the situation she's in and what she needs, more than I think any other character. She's like, well, at least we picked you up before Reynard did. Bitch. <laughs> so now you're saying I owe you a favor? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the tone. And Marina, Marina just shuts that shit down. She's like, this is about to be a problem. Do you want a problem with me? And Julia's like, forget it. And Marina like yeah. leaves. She's like out. Julia cowers so fast. As she should, because Marina might rip her face off. Because like, even if like Julia's got like God <laughs> powers right now, Marina is smarter. 
smarter and, and more prepared for this kind and more of thing efficient and, and like, just like knows all the loopholes and everything she would get her at some point and it would i agree um but back at breakville's 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 quentin and alice are looking at books <laughs> but really they're having a moment she feels pain from the bracelet and he's like take it off and she goes not everything that hurts is bad and like it's a very loaded mm. sentence with a very loaded look. And Quentin is like, "You tell me if I could help you, right?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah." But there's like a lot of emotionally angsty looks between both of them, and it looks like they're it's both so, about to cry. <laughs> it's so Dawson's Creek. It's so like you know what I mean. Like, it's so angsty the way that she's just like, "Yeah," sad face. <laughs> but we can't spend too much time on it. Because we so jump to San Francisco, where a top West Coast hedge witch is getting a call from Marina. Because Marina's like, she's probably six ways from crazy, but here's what I heard. And it's about Reynard targeting head witches. And the San Francisco witch is reading an article about a murdered woman, and we get the implication that like it's happening there too. And West Coast hedge is like, your coast or mine? And Marina's like, I'm already on the way. She gets into a cab. Like, she is slick. Yeah. I you, love Marina. You want to be, yeah, you want to be Marina. That's the one you want to be. I love Marina. Um, but then, like, we're up, we're down, we're back in the mud again as Elliot and Fenn tour the swamps of Fillory, where things magically used to grow. But now they have to do actual farming, and they don't know how. Because they've always used magic. Oh, that's true. It things have just and magically that's why that's grown. A problem. Yeah, they can't. And do so they've never had to grow anything. And Elliot says he's getting a migraine and says, "Please God, let me pass out." Well, if you think about it, okay. So if they learned to do things without magic, then there would be less siphoning of the magic, which would help that's true. Lives. So, but I, it makes sense thing. because if your world has always run on magic, you wouldn't just be like, oh, let's learn to farm. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, how do we make things work? So, yeah. But Elliot pulls Fenn aside and admits his dark, horrible secret. <laughs> he grew up on a farm. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> and she's like, okay. And he's like, I spent years blocking out the huh, smell of wet hay. <laughs> it's so funny. He looks so disgusted. He looks like he's going to like get sick and everything. Like, dude. It's calm, so good. And he's like, I know what to do. But I'm in a world with no Zoloft. So I'm going to need something <laughs> from you. And she's like, anything. <laughs> But world with no Zoloft. Oh, <laughs> it's really good. We have to wait to find out what it is because Fog has blocked off the Breakbills library for this exploration. And this is the one I want to be a part of. I want to play the library. This is a cool game. one. Yeah. This is neat. It's like I love the riddle aspect of it. Yeah. Yes. So we find out that Professor Bigby was a 500 year old pixie, but she wasn't a liar. So one of her, like, her book of battle magic will be found in the library somewhere. And Quentin, uh, uh, Fogg says one of her, like, famous quotes, and Quentin is like, that's the title of a book. And Fogg is like, ah, yes, pixies love puzzles, which we kind of already 
knew from her hiding the book, but whatever. They get to searching and I may be the only person who's ever said this. This is a cool montage of wordplay. <laughs> I don't know why like girls just want to have fun popped in my head like like you in the library. We spell words in the middle of the night. We're looking <laughs> for the secret book. We know we need it to fight. I could do a whole thing. Oh, Dewey Decimal, you're the number one. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sing oh, Dewey, every episode, lead guys. Us to the one. <laughs> oh, Dewey, lead us to the one. That's all we really want. That book. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. Um, uh, but all, so all the Earth group member, the the ones currently on Earth, are like helping to solve the puzzles. But latte shop poison probably isn't it. Although they read through a bunch, and finally Quentin is like, "This is the silliest one." Hotel spa. I'm thinking latte potions. shop poison is pretty bad. Yeah. Latte shop poison is pretty bad. Um, hotel spa potions. And Professor Anne is like, wait, that's a fucking book. And they're like, what? And they take off the incredibly flimsy paper cover barely covering the book at all. And it's the battle magic book. Last hope options. So, okay, wait. How does she know that's a book? Because, as Fogg said, she knows the library better than anyone else. So she knows oh. what's in there. So she's seen okay, the book Hotel Spa Potions before. So she knows okay. it exists. She just but she probably never looked it. at it because why would you? Right. Yeah. Place, hotel Spa. And it looks like a, like a pulp fiction type yeah. cover. Yeah. Um, but, of course, they open it. And there's a chapter ripped out. Womp, womp. And a note written to Fogg directly with another riddle. This is actually fun. I think it's fun. (laughs) They don't think it's fun at all. They're like, are you kidding me? Damn it. Well, just get the damn style out. And I'm like, this is fun. More wordplay. Um, but like I said, we're up, we're down. Marina is in San Francisco and she's at the West Coast Hedge office. Apparently, I guess there's an office, but she's too late. And we see a very gruesome dead body of the woman she was on the phone with earlier. She's yeah, like super like her, dead. Her guts are all out. And she's got, and of course, she's got like a cream colored like skirt. And, you know, yeah, it's just. Er, ugh. Top and-, and of course, Marina like gets the hell out of there. Because yeah, if she's the, horrified, bah, like, yeah. well, we understand this is like the West Coast head hedge or something. So, who knows if she got yeah. got, like, it's not looking good. And if Marina is the East Coast head hedge, she's next, theoretically. Exactly. But up, down, up, down, back in Fillory, we're in Elliot and Fenn's bedroom. And Elliot is like, but you said anything. Oh, God, this. Yes. And Fen is like, but this? Am I not enough for you? And he's like, look, I had an old life. And I would like to bring some things from my old life. And she's like, but this is this is new life. I can help you build a new life. And she's like, anyway, 
they the the hot men you have assembled who are naked in our bedroom cannot consent to anything because you're their king. This is debased. And he's like, you guys are cool with it, right? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, they're cool with it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I were ever a king <laughs> and was feeling like, hey, because these were some really attractive, like, oh, yeah. guys. Like, oh, my God. They're like supermodels. They're like oiled you know? up like, and ready. Yeah. Yeah. And but you're like, oh. Fen is like, you can't do this. It's debased. And he's like, I've been doing this on a computer since I was 12. And she's like, like I don't know what any of those words mean, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets she really sad. She brings a much needed like fish out of water comic relief to it. I yeah. agree. Because I-, I love that like we get his references, but we also get her like incredulous. Like, what are you saying? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are you saying these things? Yes. <laughs> but she gets sad. And so he's like okay, I'll have sex with you. And she gets really excited and we're like, well, this isn't going to go anywhere good. Right? Like already we see the cracks in their relationship and it's not good. He wants to be with dudes, man. I mean, come on. Many kings have, right? Like this can't be that surprising. But okay. They still never made the baby, did they? They were supposed to. Because that was the one thing. They're supposed to have a baby. Right. Oh, He's supposed to get her yeah. pregnant. Right. But the mood shifts again because we're back to Julia and Reynard. And he's like, you're doomed. Ugh. And he says, that would be fun if I wasn't also going to be killed with you. And Julia, Julia is trying to hold on to her humanity through this like God, Demi, God, adventure, mystery. But Reynard, like we said last episode, he wants her shade. Give me your shade. Just a little bit of shade. Give <laughs> it to me. Arms. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, tricks are for kids. And he's like, you would be free of these useless feelings. And she's like, no. I'm going to cut off your dick if you say it again. And he starts Damn. singing and she's like, and your tongue. <laughs> Julia... We've watched a steady mental decline from Julia. And while I love her and root for her, she's not in a good place. She's not in a good place, guys. She hardly ever is in a good place. (laughs) We want Julia to get to a good place someday. We do. We do. For now, the Break Bills crew continues to play word puzzles. Word puzzles. Mm. It's like the it's like the Riddler from that Batman movie when he sent out like cards with like wordplay. That's what I think we're getting into. Because the next step is they have to figure out where to find Big B. Because in her note, she had been like, not only will you need the book, you're going to need me. And so they have to figure out where she is. Hmm. Um, But while this is happening, Penny goes to sleep and his hands come alive. It's just chaotic. And then Professor Anne has been noticing him. And she's like, I think I can help. And I'm very excited for that to happen. But before that happens... The group is puzzling, puzzling, figuring out puzzling. puzzles. And someone approaches Fogg and says, there's been a security breach. <gasps> Who's in Fogg's office? Mm. It's Marina. And she goes, please, I need asylum. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Is that the commercial break? Yeah, it is. Okay. So for this commercial break. I wanted to talk to you. So, you know, 
you know, I've been making like t-shirts and stuff for yeah. the show and I made a few already. So if you want to see those audience uh, rewatchers, I've got some for every show so far, even two for the magicians from last season. Um, they're on the threadless account. So it, there's a link nice. in, the, in the link tree. But I want to talk to you about some t-shirt ideas. Maybe we can come okay. up with one for this season so far. But um, I mean, I still, I still kind of, I'm, I'm still pondering around the skip intro one I have. So there's okay. one um, I sent out that's got like a little no sign or whatever, or not allowed sign. What, what is that called? That symbol, you know, that little circle with the slash through it. I don't know. But it's, you know, that means no <laughs> or don't or, you know, whatever. So it's just the the no sign. And it's basically the skip button. That's like whenever you're rewatching a show and like the theme song comes up, and it's the skip intro and you can do that. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, we always watch the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> always. So that's what the whole point is of that. So I'm going to put something. I'll let you guys vote on. Or maybe I'll put both of them up. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, like, what should we do for season two of The Magicians? I really want a good something. We can still speculate mm-hmm. on this. We'll come back yeah. to it over the season. But I want to put it out there for audience members especially. Um, hey, what what should we do? What kind of shirt should we make? Uh Give us some ideas. Is there a scene or like a, a, a fun quote from the season so far? What do you think, Lily? What? I just had a fun idea um, where we could do like uh, Margot is our king and it's like Margot with cool sunglasses or something and like a crown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or is it like Margot is high? No, I like Margot. <laughs> <laughs> also works for Elliot. Oh, that would be fun if it was like Elliot the High King and it was a yeah. play somehow. Maybe he's like he's got a, in a throne yeah. with a joint or something. I don't know. With a green blunt hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, that'd yeah. be funny. That's very high him. King. It just says High King. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. He could have cool sunglasses on too. Yeah, that'd be really neat. And then like drinking his champagne. Yes. Oh, that's fun. Ooh, um, I'll try to I'll try to figure that one out. That's a fun one. Uh, I feel like there's got to be something around Fen, but I don't have it yet. Yeah, like, I think that would be a good one. Something about I want to please you, or I want to be obedient, or what did he oh, say? Oh, maybe it's what like was... nobody wants to be obedient, and it's like Fen. <laughs> and Fen's like like she's got like you know. We need fun with like an anarchy sign or something, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to be obedient. That's yeah. actually a good one, actually. That's good, she, right? Yeah. She could be like the a- the poster child for that. So first we got High King. I like I like both of them, actually. They're both really fun. Or just, you know what? Just have like silhouettes of their heads, Elliot and Margot, with the crowns on. It just says, hi. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel like you could do a lot with that. Yeah, like you could play with a lot of things there. I'm gonna put. I like high. the idea of. I I like the idea of well that, but then High King with the Elliot portrait because then you could have all of them if you could think of like funny things that work different in ones both for ways. each other. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then so Finn is nobody wants to be obedient. Yeah, I think that's a good one to pull. Okay, cool. And so, okay, her with like an members. anarchy sign or something. Yeah. I'm going to put anarchy. A in cigarette. Purposes. I don't know. 
<laughs> Tell me about it, stud. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Greece. New Fen. <laughs> yeah. If Finn were actually born in the Greece universe. Okay, cool. All right, so we put those down. So audience members, if you think of anything so far or even coming up, we'll revisit this later on in the season and we'll figure out a new shirt design that we can make up and you guys can get. All right, so let's get back to the magicians. All right, so we left on Marina sitting in Fogg's office asking for asylum. Fogg asks her what's going on. Offers her a drink. She downs it. Asks for another. He refuses. <laughs> like, no, no, no. You're not drinking all my shit. She explains the imminent danger she's in from this murderous raping power mad god or whatever the fuck. And he's like, you were always so rude. And I'm like, you could be a real dick, Daddy Fog. You know that. I mean, you could see this girl's in like duress. Like She's scared. She's, she's like, scared. I need asylum. I need help, please. Like, and he's like, "This it. isn't a safe house." And I'm like, "You dick! It's you have dorms, right? Like, and you're missing a bunch of kids." But anyway, she's like, "I'm the best student you ever had," and he says, "I confuse talent with character." Ouch. And then, then he doubles down and says, "I can't have you infecting my students." Ew. Ew. She, I mean. She's an awesome, she is a great student or a great magician, and she's very smart, but she's also really arrogant, which cannot work in your favor all the time. It's you know true. I mean? Put her in an empty fucking dorm and lock the door. I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, he, she's like, where am I supposed to do it? Or what am I supposed to do? I have nowhere to go. Like, he's way more powerful than I am. And he says, I hope whatever you learned here will keep you safe. And she goes, what I learned here will get me killed, which is true. Yeah. And this we're just is like, why I'm, yeah. you can be a real dick, Fog, because he won't he won't help her at all. He won't offer her anything. And I'm like, what did she do to him? It seems like it was personal. I agree. I think he's taking this way too personally because it doesn't make sense. So he, but she we must will, have done something horrendously bad to him. That's the only thing I can think see, of. See, you'd think that. But we're going to find out more about Fog later in the episode, and he's not at all an impartial leader, yeah. and he is not appropriate. So maybe Marina didn't do something that bad. Uh, but first, Quentin, Alice, and Fog approach a house in Rhode Island, and a woman appears, and instantly she is like on Fog, like, oh my god, your hair, your eyes, are you blind? You've been positively mauled, Henry. Like, and she kisses the? him. Like, She's okay. like all over him. And we're like, yo, they had a relationship. And I wrote, you can't house Marina in an empty dorm to save her life, but you can fuck your employee and then fire them. I see how it is. I know. And nothing I happens. I see how it is. Fog. Yeah. But well, I he's mean, still in charge. Um, I would, I would, be, I'm, I'm just going to say, I wouldn't say no to Rick Worthy. I just wouldn't. I would I'd be like, hello. I'm just saying. That those two scenes were put up to each other on purpose to show that he's not being like a logical decider here. That like he's very much yeah he's biased in his own way. He's so biased and and, like he's not always good and he's not always right. Um, But anyway, they go inside her house because they're like, "Um, we're here for like a reason. Quentin and Alice are just awkwardly standing off to the side, like, "Um, we need help. And they go inside and they're like, so. Why was battle magic outlawed? And she's like, humans are so dumb with all your questions. (laughs) 
as she and Fog are like canoodling on the couch together, like, like they're chick. they're sitting like they're in a relationship, and it's like Fog. <laughs> it must be one of those things, you know, how you could like have like that ex that when you're both single, you could just kind of fall and into you just like being go, like friends with benefits in a way. He but, fired like, her. She worked for him. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's I would right. excuse saying- it if not for that thing that they intentionally wrote in there to show us that, like, he's not he's not above board. We already kind of knew that, but, like, he's not above board. No. Right? Like, he's very much got his own moral high ground that absolutely. he's invented. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Bigby just keeps going on. Like, these dumb humans always forget history and do the same things over and over again. And... <laughs> Quentin and Alice are just like awkwardly sitting. I'm right here. Like you're talking about me like a nut here. And at one point, Bigby is like, I can feel your power, Alice. Did you fuck a god too? (laughs) And Alice is like, "Uh, no, it was a different way. Anyway, we need a spell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to talk about which way it was because no. And Bigby is like, well, you'll have to convince me. And like all these magical fucks. I hate them. <laughs> like, I mean, this show is so overly sexual it's sometimes. It's just a game to everybody. Um, oh, yeah. I'll get to that. <laughs> so back in Fillory, Elliot is looking at maps of like land to fertilize, I guess. I don't know. And Fen apologizes. And Elliot apologizes for last night and says he still needs to find a way to blow off steam. So they didn't they didn't uh, have sex last night. Huh. That was my read. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, I still need a way to blow off steam because I'm all in on this agriculture and farming and they talk about fertilizer. And I was just like, okay. They talk about poop. Uh, moving on. <laughs> They talk about poop and moving on. Alice is basically giving like a dissertation to Big B about like, you're so amazing. And if you give us a spell, we'll be able to do this like you did this in like the War of 1812 or whatever the fuck. But like all Big B wants to do is talk about how she and Fog used to fuck on the grass at break. I kind of like her though because she's really upfront and honest. I just I my my note was like another magical character on the show gets uncomfortably sexual about other people. And I don't know if it's telling us something about magic. There's a or, sex factor into it cuz there is I, a lot of sex in the show and it relates that's what to I magic. Mean. I think there is something there and I don't know if it's just like the physical nature of the magic they do that like it is I don't know. Anyway, she's like uncomfortably horny, as are many characters on this show. And Fog is like, okay, well, we need a spell. And Bigby's like, I told you this day would come. She's like, she is eating off of this. Like, yeah. She's just like, I've been waiting for this day for 38 years, bitch. I knew you would come back groveling, needing my fucking battle magic. And we're like, okay. Anyway, she sighs and she gives Alice the spell finally. And she's like, it will kill anyone, including the beast who is nearby. That's right. You you can't be like within what? So many feet or Mm -hmm. yards or whatever of it. It seems like a suspicious foreshadowing 
that like someone made gonna be near. within yeah something is gonna be within it but first we're back to uh oh my god Elliot is teaching Fillory about shit and he calls it our royal dung wait <laughs> wait <laughs> Um, and while Elliot is doing that, Alice is practic- practicing this battle of magic spell back at Breakbills. And Fog is like, you're getting it, but it's taking you too long. And she knows because she can't do it fast enough. Like the beast will have eaten their faces off before she can even get the spell off. And Fog goes, I might know something. So many of our scenes end with a character just being like, I might be able to help with that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's but so you do a really great and you do a great impression of Fog, by the way, because <laughs> your voice changes. You're like, and then you start talking like this, very, very, <laughs> very robotic, because that's how he talks. And it is how he talks. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we're finally gonna get to like an exciting, good. Se- not that these aren't good, but like it's not the most fun. Um, but now Penny is being tied up by Professor Anne, his hands <sighs> anyway. Because she's trying oh to Oh my help gosh, him to be her right at this moment. With his right? problem. And like theoretically, like, yes, it's a student and teacher, but there's literally a roaring fire in the background. Like it's very sexy to start. It's just mi- and then, it's just missing some Kenny G or something, you know? Yes. Like she's massaging some oil onto his hands, and he's like, Maybe you could rub a little onto my shoulder too. And she's like, Which one? And he's like both actually and then she like kneels and takes off his shirt and i'm like this is hot i'm like oh my god i would be like okay can i get your pants next can i do that now all right and while she's like sitting facing him he goes if there's anything i can do for you let me know and he says it like very sexily and he like gets close to her face and i'm like oh my god she's your teacher but like fuck um, and she's like, after you graduate. And then she gets up. I know. Good for her, but at the same time, I don't the know. The only I woman in this universe with integrity. <laughs> she's like, you know what? I, but remember, like last season, we found out she was like, she got into drugs and all that. And, you know, yeah, so she's good. She she's drawing a, good boundaries. She's like, nope, I've learned from this mistake. I'm not doing yes. this. Yeah. I love her. She's one of my favorites, but also just like kiss Penny because he's so hot. Oh my oh. God. Can you speed up time? Can we just like see this <laughs> happen know. already? My God. It, it was a really hot scene. I liked it. I want to see more mm. of them together. Um, yeah. But we jump back to New York at night. Quentin and Julia are in the same place at the same time. And I was like, what? I know what? it's weird. Never happen. It hardly ever happens. Like it hardly ever happens. Like he sent her a secret calm via her bathroom mirror, which is magic. We should talk more about. That's cool as shit. I would love yeah, I would to be able to that. do that. That's a great spell. Um, is it like like fogging up the mirror type of thing? I'm and guessing? then writing it's in it. Like, that would be yeah. so cool because then you could also wipe it away, and it's like it was never there. Yeah, that's cool magic. That's little magic that like is really cool. I like that. That would be neat. um. Anyway, he says he's not actually allowed to tell her this, but she has to stay away from the beast. And he's like, she's like, I know he's dangerous. And he's like, no, literally, like in terms of feet, I need you to stay 20 feet away from the beast. Like, no, no, don't be near him. (laughs) Literally, because if you're physically in proximity, we're going to kill him and everyone near him. And Julia's like, yeah. Julia's like, yeah, of course, once I have Reynard. And Quentin is like, no, 
we're not waiting. The beast is killing magic everywhere. And Julia says Reynard is killing people everywhere. And that's actually a solid point. He is is actively killing people in the world. But Quentin is not here to have a conversation. His whole point was to come here and say, hey, don't be within 20 feet of the beast when we make our move. And then she's like, don't be within 20 feet of me if you do it. And he's like, I came here to warn you and you're threatening me. Which is actually very fair. Like she got really aggressive at him and he was like, Okay. And then like, and starts, you're the one I'm I'm being really nice about this considering. Right, like I'm sharing information considering you fucked this up the last time and I shouldn't even tell you that we're doing it again. But she still has some soul and he starts to leave and she's like, Hey, there's a curse on the castle. And he's like, mildly helpful, I guess. <laughs> Things have changed so much from episode one. I know. And he's like, I'll see you when I see you. Like, he sighs it. He doesn't say it. He just, like, (sighs) he's really good at that. Um, In the morning, we pop back to Penny and Professor Anne, who spent the night in the same room or did not? Did they? Or did they not? I don't know. It's not really clear. Did they? It was a hot room. If so, you could feel the sexual tension in the ceiling. Uh, Well, he didn't Um, have his shirt on, so he wasn't too hot. I mean, physically. mm, Anyway, um, they check out his hands, which seem better. And I'm just waiting for it to go wrong, right? Because I'm like, that's too easy. But they seem fixed. And he's like, I owe you. And then we jump to fog. That's right. No, they put those. She puts the bracelets around. Oh, yes. Yes. And he's like, I owe you. And then we pop over, assuming it's all fixed. And then Penny has gotten to this like basement or something of break bills with like Margot, Alice, Quentin, Fogg, and another dude. And Fogg is like, first, you're all going to get very, very drunk. <laughs> and then they get tattooed, just like mm-hmm. straight fucking tattooed special tattoos that this dude, who we learned is Professor Lee, he puts a Keiko demon in it, which is basically this little like fire imp that yeah. crawls into your tattoo and becomes a, a rocket in your back, basically. Yeah. So the Keiko demons are in the books. And I think you read the first book, right? Yeah. yeah. So they get it at the at graduation is when they get oh, it. Oh, right. And well, right. see, I mean, they don't even go to Fillory until they graduate. So they're not even in very close It's so different. It's so weird. But so, yeah, they still, so at least they're kind of, I was like, oh, good. I forgot they brought in the Keiko because I just reread the books. So, yeah. Um, and I finally finished them, by the way, guys. If you're following from nice. last season, I finally finished, read all three. So um, nice. I'm not going to spoil a lot, but that part is in the books. So, yeah. So it's like hardcore magic shit. Like he is arming them, right? With mm-hmm. like whatever he can. Um, and they and can I, only use it once. Yes. Um, like a real rocket. You get like one shot. You got, I mean, you probably can reload, but I don't know. It seems very painful. <laughs> Yeah, when you have this thing crawling into your back, ugh, no. Um, I really appreciate that at one of the things the show does is like the more advanced the magic, the more dangerous it takes to like carry it, whether that's emotionally or physically or like whatever. Like mm-hmm. they don't treat leveling up in magic so much as an achievement. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. they're learning all these things, but it's not like 
they got a stamp on like learning a thing. It's like they're just having to learn things to. I know that doesn't seem like they've reached like certain levels or something. They've got. I don't think they have. I think academics are just out. Like maybe other people are going to classes, but our core aren't. Yeah, that's my guess. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm like. That's why I was like when he got mad at Marina and I was like, well, your people are barely even there. They're not even <laughs> actually students because they're not going to classes. Also, so, like, Marina was in some of the 38 timelines we found out. Exactly. So why would he like resent or hate her so much? I, I, Ella, she could help bring about the. There's something personal going on there. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of. But Yeah. Anyway. We go back to Fillory and Fen is delighted that the fertilizer is working and things are growing. And Elliot is like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Like literally, he's just like, yeah. I've got blue balls. Yeah. I knew that's what it would do. Can I fuck a dude yet? (laughs) Like, it's just like. (laughs) Can I please? Like. Um, (laughs) No, he really is like, I'm not impressed. I know this. He's not at all. They're uh, like, then, oh my god, it's actually growing things. I'm like, but this is like, how long has things passed because they've used it and they've grown plants? So at right, least like it's a been couple months, weeks at least. At least I would think months to like germinate and like I don't know, but it's yeah, it's a, enough time. It's not like the next day. Like time yeah, has no, passed. It, um, and then unless the dung itself is magical, I mean, that's the only thing I think of. No, there's no magic. <laughs> and then suddenly. In the doorway nearby, our newly or like oldly tattooed Break Those Four appear because to us it's new because we just saw it. But theoretically, like time has passed. And they're not mm-hmm. wearing the same things. So like something has changed. And Elliot goes, perfect timing for once. And he's like, I give you the reign of king shit. <laughs> That's what he says to them by way of like, hello. I think it goes a commercial break after that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. And then the coda to the episode. We hear knocks and Julia opens her door to Marina. And Marina goes, I figured you'd pretty much be dead without me. So, and comes in. And Julia just <laughs> nods because she is smoking a cigarette as the beast like sings and dances around her apartment. And Marina goes, he has to stop. And Julia takes, or Marina takes the cigarette too. And he's like, ladies, are we going to kill a god in between singing? And Julia's like, for a start, yeah. Ooh. Close of episode. Oh. So that that last song he was singing was called At Long Last Love. Mm. And it was a popular song by Cole Porter. So famous okay. singer-songwriter. Or songwriter, yeah. at least. The, the so I think apparently – Anything goes. Yeah. And I think uh, Frank Sinatra did it. Nice. It at some point. Uh, I mean, he's a great singer. I just hate that fucking guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All the acting in the show is great. I have no complaints. No complaints. Five stars all around. No, no. <laughs> Five stars. Um, but episode end of episode two, setting us up for Marina and Julia are going to take on maybe a couple gods while our Earth core tries to take on the beast who is working with Julia and Marina now. How's he going to turn the tables? Uh, you know he's going to. You know he's going to. I, you know he has a secret plan A, B, C, and D. Yeah, he's he's setting up for it. He's not like, oh, well, if this goes wrong, here you go, and that's it. No, he's like, if this goes wrong, I'm going to do this. If this goes wrong, I'm going to do this. If this goes, he Otherwise, knows he wouldn't he be so casual. 
he's so casual because no, he's, he's like, I've got this situation. I mean, he's probably got magic to be able to see before she does something and just to know what she's going to do. I actually agree know? with that. Or he's got like an oracle or something. I'm just saying, we That's don't even know yeah. what's in Fillory. We don't know. We're, we're basically ignorant. Yeah. We know yeah, we like are. a little bit from the books and a little bit of what's happened about the beast. But we really don't yeah. know. And like, what did he get up to for 60 years or whatever? I don't know, like, especially when he wasn't, I, I would think he would be killing all these Breakbills kids instead of just like, oh, I'm just going to curse the castle, which well, is not a way that's killing that them. Too. But. That's what I mean. Like, we have a whole gap of history that we don't know, like, what really happened there? Yeah. But maybe we'll find it's out really, more. And it's really funny because I keep seeing all these posts from, like, the cast when they go to, like, Comic-Cons or whatever. And so the guy who plays Martin Chatwin. Um keeps showing up and I'm like oh he seems like a really nice guy he's like wearing t-shirts and jeans and oh, i'm like, sure oh, he's great but he's such a scary villain it's funny that like usually the best villains the best bad guys are always the nicest people spike it seems usually i'm saying spike but, for sure like great yeah. villain james marsters not like him at all obviously no but it does a great job you know it's just like yeah i really like usually like the, like uh, anthony hopkins He's apparently one of the nicest people, but he's, you know, freaking Hannibal Lecter, you know? (laughs) But anyway, I digress. Okay, awesome. So are you guys looking forward to next week's episode? I hope you guys are. What is next week's episode title? Did we look at that? I didn't didn't look. I didn't look ahead at all. I was like, just stop here. Stop here. This is it. Don't keep going. Next week's episode is Divine Elimination. Which that's knowing like, this ooh. show that's gonna be like about a god shitting <laughs> on someone yeah <laughs> right like I mean, it probably is turning into a bird and then shitting on people yeah <laughs> like you don't know where it's gonna go so yeah come back next week we'll listen to divine elimination or we'll we'll listen you'll listen to it and we'll talk about it and yeah. uh yeah yeah so yeah and b- be sure to think of those t-shirt ideas for quotes yes, and whatnot and maybe we can work off of it that'd be awesome and if, if we use your idea i'll just send you a free t-shirt of it when i make it how's that yeah. sound that sounds good i can do that that sounds good so again follow orlean at spooky orlean listen to spooky and strange and autopsy of a horror movie follow the rewatch recap at the rewatch recap on instagram threads and at dustin underscore holden on tiktok Hope to see you guys or hear you guys or feel you guys, I guess. No, no, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. No, no. I mean, inside, like feel my, like. No, we don't want to do that either. We don't want (laughs) to. No feeling. Only consensual, only consensual touching. Okay. Um, Even in your soul. Bye, everybody.